What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Thursday, July 28th, 2016, and you guys are listening to episode number 268. How is everybody? I hope everybody had a good time in between. Hope everybody is uh, happy and healthy out there. I got a great show for you guys today. A lot of stuff to talk about, some uh, funny stuff, some serious stuff, it will be a good packed out uh, TVE uh, installment number 268, um, wherever you may be today, in your car, listening, in the, you know, in the cubicle, at the gym, on the treadmill, wherever you are, sit back, relax, hopefully you are sitting back, relaxing with a scotch and a stick, which I haven't had since July 6th. That's right, everybody. I have been uh, not touched one thing. No stick since actually the 5th of July. No, the last time I smoked a cigar and had an alcoholic adult beverage was July 5th. So, uh, yeah, just uh, back, you know, back trying to just drop a little. You know, you start to gain it back during these uh, summer parties and people bringing over fucking macaroni and potato salads and cookies and all types of shit like that, so um, I'm just trying to, I'm going away next month to the beach, and I want to make sure that, you know, I, I always go to the beach, and I look at some dads with their kids, and I'm just like, I just don't want to be that guy, you know, the guy that just totally threw in the fucking towel, you know, he's holding the hands of his two cute kids, and he's walking down to the beach, but you know, the guy drinks beer like an absolute fucking animal, you know, you could tell, he's just got that gut hanging over, doesn't care, didn't even bother to shave all the chest hair that he's got, just didn't give a fuck, you know, just out there letting it hang out, knowing damn well he's going to be eating crab legs like an absolute caged animal, come six, seven o'clock, throwing down drinks like it's nobody's business, I mean, the guy, the guys are animals, and uh, I don't want to be that dad, I want to be that dad that you look like if the younger kids needed one in a pickup basketball game, and they knew I was interested, they'd call me over to play because they know I could. Like, that's that's where I'm trying to be. And you can't do that. And I'm going to be honest, man. I'm going to talk about beer, too, in a second. Um, got a lot of stuff to talk about. But we will talk about um, talk about a lot of stuff. Uh, but first, before I get uh, into the show, got to hit the, up the uh, sponsors here. Uh, the Verzi Effect podcast is sponsored by GonzoFame.com. Go to GonzoFame.com for the best, most in-depth interviews with your favorite comedians of today, comedians of tomorrow. Um, Dave Gavry out there in Chicago does an absolutely great job with the website, and uh, they've been sponsoring the Verzi Effect podcast for a while now. So I uh, hope you guys uh, go to that. If you're a comedy nerd, you will absolutely love it. Uh, all types of comedians, too, that you guys would recognize on the website. So check out Gonzo Fame. Also, City Living Dog and City Living Dog Services with Coach Mike. Go to citylivingdog.com. Coach Mike, one of the best, best dog trainers there is in America. Uh, I truly believe that. He has amazing, amazing videos doing some remarkable things with these uh, dogs that really need training and guidance uh, to kind of you know, mold the dog to the family needs and to just be a good dog. Um, you know, violent dogs, he's in, in minutes, he's, 
you know, rehabilitated. It's pretty insane what he can do. So go to CityLivingDog.com. Check out his YouTube page. Check out his Instagram. Check out his Facebook. Um, good dude. Uh, helping me out with my dog, understands the language of dog, he understands it's just about the dog being, you know, confident, and, and, you know, you having confidence and patience, and making the dog come together with the family, so please, and people from TVE have reached out to him, so please do that, please check out um, Coach Mike and City Living Dog, uh, and check out his services, because he truly is, uh, truly is one of the best, the type of guy who should have a show, like if you put this guy in a room, Filled with like four like fucking rabbit snarling pit bulls that would just fucking look like this guy would have them fucking like, you know, in a quartet playing fucking instruments. <laughs> this guy is unbelievable. So check out <laughs> Coach Mike and CityLivingDog.com and check out all of his stuff. Um, and a uh, newer sponsor, which I'm very happy to be working with, is uh, Drink More Good. And drinkmoregood.com. Jason Schuler and the guys over at Drink More Good, uh, it's right up my alley and right up the alley of TVE because you know, as a matter of fact, I'm drinking right as we speak a fruit-flavored seltzer, uh, not too sweet. What what Drink More Good is, is it's basically a a handcrafted syrup and mixer. Uh, from all real organic ingredients, hand-crushed herbs and spices, fresh organic ginger, and citrus. Uh, and you have the syrup, and you get to make the, the, you know, it's just a healthier alternative to soda. But you get to make it as, you know, sweet or, or not as you want. You know, um, if you don't drink soda, they package it as a syrup. All you have to do is add um, less to make, you know, to make it less sweet. It's, you have full control. Full control over the amount of sugar in your drink. No preservatives, okay? No um, high fructose corn syrup. Nothing artificial. It's got a shelf life of up to eight months, and they just send you. Go to drinkmoregood.com, and you could see uh, the flavors that they have, but all kinds of flavors, the ginger ale and and the, um, you know, they, they got the, my favorite is, is always ginger ale, you know, just because it's like... It's got that refreshing thing, you know what I mean? But um, they, yeah, they just have amazing, you know, fruit flavors, and it's really probably the best alternative. If you do like soda, you're getting fat, man. You know, I hate to say that, I'm not trying to be a dick, but you're getting fat. You know, that's the same thing with beer. That's what I was going to talk about after. It's like all of these things that you drink that are fucking delicious, it's just, you know, it's bad for you. But Drink More Good's got the lemon-lime uh, lemon syrup, the, the orange. Just uh, awesome. They got spice. They got root beer. They got jalapeno black tea. All these different syrups and mixers that you put in the seltzer, and you just make an awesome drink. They also are uh, teamed up with generosity.org. They've helped funded five water wells through uh, Ganda, uh, Ghana, Uganda, and Haiti. They've, you know, raised over uh, $26,000. It's just really good dudes. Um, and their, uh, retail store and production kitchen is located at 383 Main Street in Beacon, New York. So check that out. Drink more good and drinkmoregood.com. Give the discount code GOODMAKER and you will get 20% off of your purchase. And of course, guys, all things comedy. Go to all things comedy for the best comedy podcasts.
Okay, that's where uh, we're at. That's where so many great um, comedians and and comedy podcasts reside over at All Things Comedy, including great comedy albums. Okay, and um, you know you could follow them on Twitter at All Things Comedy, and go to their website allthingscomedy.com. Now, yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. It's like people like, oh man, beer and handcrafted beers, and I make my own beer and. And I uh, love going to this brewery and that brewery. And, and it's always... All, it's like, yeah, I know, but here's the thing. You're getting fucking fat, okay? Until they make a beer that does nothing to you, to your fucking fat neck, it's beer. And I know it's great and all that stuff, but you got to ask yourself something. Because here's the deal. I talked to my doctor, okay? At 35, it starts to really slow down. At 40... It really starts to move like a slug. And I'm talking about your metabolism here. And once it just gets above that, I mean, look, dude, Michael Jordan is finally getting fat. He's in his 50s and he's getting fat. Seeing a heavy Michael Jordan is ridiculous. You know, congratulations to Ken Griffey Jr. for getting into the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame. But I mean, Ken Griffey Jr. looks like a tank of shit right now. You know, and I, I, I mean, I love the guy. One of the nicest swings I've ever seen. One of the most beautiful baseball swings in history is Ken Griffey Jr., okay? Hands down, it's there's no discussion. It, it was unbelievable. But look, he's getting old. He's probably in his late 40s or, you know, yeah, and he's just heavy. So when you're sitting around and you're walking around your fucking patio, your deck and your flip-flops with your hat backwards and your sunglasses on and you're holding a beer and you have company over, just know you're turning into a fat piece of shit. And listen, there's nothing wrong with it if you throw the towel in. But I'm trying to help people. You know, I'm in my 30s. When I see people from high school, the majority of the time I see people that I went to high school with on Facebook or something, I'm just like, man. Like, look, I'm not in the best shape. I'm probably definitely, um, I'd say, you know, 20 pounds heavier than uh, what I was when I was a kid. But I think, like, that's, like, doable. Like, in other words, if I lost 20 right now, I could you could arguably say, especially with the muscle tone, that I'd be like close to the best shape of my life because I'm, you know, I'm at, it's just a little of the fucking things that get sloppy, you know, a little bit of some titties and a little bit of a gut at the bottom, but you start losing that, you look good again. I'm talking about the guys that have to waddle. Once it turns into a fucking waddle, you know what I mean? That's when it's, like once it turns into a waddle, that's when you just t- totally like went overboard. You just fucking held your nose and you jumped in feet first and you just said, fuck it. You know, excuse me, I'm sipping my delicious flavored seltzer. Yeah, so like, I look at it like this. I think people should treat beer the way, no, let me let me rephrase that. Responsible people and responsible eaters and drinkers should treat beer the way that you treat pizza. You cannot eat pizza on a daily or even weekly basis. You have to eat pizza on a monthly basis to have any sort of normal neck size, okay? Um, I know people like to get pizza once a week. It's absolutely recipe for disaster and fatness. You know, I think that uh, if you... Treat yourself to pizza and treat yourself to a nice beer. Or, oh, we're at a brewery. I haven't drank in beer in a while. This is going to be a treat and good. But if you're just doing the beer, man, it's just bad. 
It's bad. And stop going. Listen, guys, and I know some of you guys aren't going to like this. Like, fuck that. That's America. That's tradition. That's You got to stop going and buying 30 packs and 18 packs of Bud Light and Budweiser and just popping them every night, dude. It's First of all, it's not the greatest beer. And second of all, it is fucking poison for your body. All right. Instead, get an uh, expensive six-pack that you like. Keep that there and treat yourself to that. That's that's what I'm trying to say. That's why I'm on seltzer and I don't drink beer. And I'm trying to, uh, yeah, get away from beer. Keep away from pizza. I saw comedian Dean Del Rey. Shout out to Dean Del Rey. Very funny comedian. He's out in Los Angeles, originally from San Francisco. Uh, Motorcycle dude. Awesome dude. And uh, he's open for Burr as well. And uh, he lost 30 pounds. And I was like, Dean, you look great. And he's like, yeah, man, I stopped sugar and I'm never going back. He just stopped sugar for a little while and just lost 30 pounds doing that. Everybody keeps looking good and telling me, yeah, stop sugar. So I am making a pact. I am not going to do 100% zero sugar because I just can't do that. But I will stop with the occasional pack of gummy bears. I will stop with the multiple trips to frozen yogurt with my kids, dumping gummy bears on them. Uh, Movies is going to be tough. That's usually the one exception, but I'm starting to drink a lot of water and... uh, Get away from the soda. I used to say I'm definitely getting a Diet Coke at the movie. I don't care. But, you know, you walk out and you start to get the fat fucking walk. Can't do it. Can't do it. So this is the beginning of the show. Just a little reminder, okay? It's late July. Come on, let's stay healthy. Let's keep being healthy. All right? Um, Speaking of healthy, guys, I'm going to talk about something today that I've really never talked about on the show before. Uh... I'm going to get a little vulnerable. I am going to talk about something honest and um, something that has been affecting me in my life for a long time and not too many people know about it, but I've been dealing with bouts of it um, recently and um, I feel like it's something to talk about because I feel like I can help some people or hopefully help some people. That's the, the plan. And then don't worry, then we'll get back into the funny. Uh, I just got starving. You ever get starving out of nowhere? You're like, no, I'm good. I think I can. And then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, no, I'm dizzy. My stomach is growling. I'm fucking starving. I think that just happened. But uh, anyway, I wanted to talk about um, anxiety and depression. Um, I suffer from anxiety and depression. Um, Bouts with it here and there. Um, But anxiety is something that is in my family. Um, Anxiety can be crippling. Just completely just totally just crippling, just, you know, absolutely devastating at times. The symptoms of it can are what people don't even realize. Um, you just get, you just completely shut your body down again. Um, and, and depression along with it. And I get it. My mom's side of the family gets it, um, depleting dude. It's, it's just, uh, debilitating, I should say. And, you know, it's something that I remember I had my first anxiety attack. I thought I was going to die. I was in the third grade. And a third grader shouldn't get an anxiety attack. I was just sitting there. And then all of a sudden, I just started to fucking panic. And I was like, and, and when you're in third grade and you have a little mind like that, you don't know what the fuck is going on. You just, 
I was just like, what's happening to me? And just broke down, you know, and we had to figure stuff out with doctors and all that stuff. And they were like, yeah, you have, you have anxiety. So, um, deal with it here and there. And, um, you know, depression comes in sometimes. It's obviously better when you're rested. It's obviously better when you're, you know, not using any substances and shit. But, um, yeah, it's been something that I've been dealing with for a long time. And when the, you know, the bad times come, it's bad. So, um, I'm trying to change this, you know, because it's in our genes. It's in my family's genes. And, um, whether it be depression or anxiety. And, um... Sometimes it gets bad, man, to the point where you're just like, fuck, like this is, you know, like, not that you can't go on, but you just feel completely just defeated. You're just laying there like, what the fuck is going on with me? I can't, you know, I can't fucking do anything. I feel, you know, you wake up in the morning and you don't even want to start your day. You wake up, you ever wake up in a full-fledged anxiety attack? You just wake up dreading fucking dreading seeing anybody, even seeing people you love, you don't want to see friends, you don't want to go out, you don't want to be social, all of these things, and um, I'm using this as my therapy right now, so I'm just going to talk about the things that, you know, happen and hopefully it helps you, but there is going to be a, a positive turn to what I'm saying now because, you know, it does get better, and, and the one thing that people need to understand about anxiety and depression is it passes, I remember, um, I've had a few really bad bouts with it in my life. Uh, like I said, one when I was in grade school when it first hit me and I didn't know what the fuck happened. I just got blindsided. Then when I was exhausted and I was using a lot of substances in college, I had a bad meltdown there. And, um, you know, and, and just dealing with it sometimes now in my life. But I've learned, like, the darkest hole you could be in. And I'm serious, if any fan, listen, I don't give a fuck if anyone's like, yeah, man, fuck that, just get to the funny, fine, I'll get to that after, but, um, if I could help one person that listens to my, one person that listens to my show, that is, you know, down, uh, upset all the time, suicidal, just, you know, really fucked up and just hiding it, you know, people hide it, people mask it, they show up to a social event and they put a fake smile on and nobody knows the fucking deep pain that they're in and how awful it is. And sometimes loved ones and friends don't even get it. They're like, nah, what are you talking about, man? Just fucking take a deep breath. You know, and uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing what it can do. And I just want to say that no matter how dark and deep the hole is, um, it gets better, and when you get out from the other side, you look back, and you're like, holy shit, how did I get that low? How was I in that place? Anxiety could also never kill you. Nothing will happen bad with anxiety. It will pass, 100%, you know, and I still listen. Even though I know all this shit, I still get it. It's fucked up, man. It's fucked up, because you got to get your mind right. You got to, you know, you got to be rested, you know, especially the older you get, like you can't be in your fucking 30s or late 30s or 40s going out and drinking and partying like you're 20-something and just think you can go and function with life because you can't. And then what you do is you keep doing it because you can't function, so and then you just turn into a fucking addict and you get fucked up. So you got to, you know, you got to want to obviously want to do better and stuff, but I just feel that depression and anxiety hit so many more people than people admit People are, you know, people are too proud to admit it. People are embarrassed by it. And you shouldn't be. 
you know, get help and talk to somebody because this life is fucking short, dude. You know, this life is short. I never forget. I never forget my grandfather told me something. My grandfather was, uh, I think, yeah, he was in his 70s. And he was sitting on the couch and we were at his house uh, right there on the border of the Bronx and stuff. And uh, I remember he said, he was like, he said, Paul, it goes fast. It goes fast. And, you know, I'm in my 30s now and I remember... You know, when you're in your mid-30s, you start thinking about, man, I remember my 22nd birthday. I remember my fucking 20... I remember the one I didn't like was 25 because it had the five after it and it felt like I can't be a kid anymore because it was like, you know, now going back, shit, I wish I didn't think like that. But, you know, when he said it goes fast, you're just a kid. You don't think about it. You think 70 is is an eternity away. But it's not. It's like, think about your mother and father. Your mother and father might be in there... 50s, 60s, and in some cases, they're 70s right now, if you're listening to this. And it's like, if you would go back in time and look at your parents, how they aged, you wouldn't fucking believe it. And life is so short, so why are you going to walk around miserable? Get to the bottom of it. Get to the bottom of it. Do something, because we're all going to fucking die. You know what I mean? So you might as well just... You might as well just live. You know, live and, and do better. Do better. Don't accept it. Try to find out. And don't be too proud to help. There are doctors who study this. There's a reason why these fucking people study for so many years because they learn how to help people with what you have. Go to them. Talk to them. Don't fucking drown yourself in booze to just, you know, make it go away and hope each day flies by. You ever get that shit when you're depressed and upset? You just hope each day. You just fucking can't wait to sleep. All you want to do is sleep because you don't want to enjoy the day. You want everybody to be sleeping so you don't have to think about anybody else doing anything and you can fucking sleep. That's depression, folks. That's anxiety, man. And um, it's not good. It's not cool. And you can go down a really, really deep, dark road that uh, nobody wants to go down. So um, for anybody out there listening, man, if you suffer from anxiety and you suffer from depression, hit me up. I have no problem talking about it, but I do. I've been to some dark places and, uh, you know, to be honest, as of late, things were a little rough. I'm starting to come out of it, but things have been rough. Um, And I'm trying to do it this time without anything, you know. I'm not, I haven't touched anything. I'm not trying to. You know, I don't even want to have like one or two drinks and socialize with a friend and smoke a cigar because I don't want to put a depressant inside because I just want to fucking get better without anything. And I figured, why not talk about it on the show? I don't care. Oh, fuck, you going to judge me? <laughs> you know, um, so yeah, that's all. That's all I wanted to say. I wanted to say if you're suffering from anxiety or depression, it gets better. Get help. There's nothing wrong with that. And it's normal. And no matter how fucking deep and dark and no, but you don't understand, I don't want to live. I do understand. Because I was there. I was there. I remember being there when my little brother was 13 years old and all my friends were calling me, what's going on? Are we going out? And all I wanted to do was sit on my little brother's bed with him when he was 13 and I was in my fucking 20s and I just wanted to watch a fucking movie because I was just down. I was just down. I just wanted to fucking be left alone. I didn't care if I fucking got hit by a car. I didn't care if I died at the time. You know, that's how down I was. And I was like, I'm never getting out of this. I'm never getting out of this. And then sure enough, 
I came out of it and only got stronger and better and realized, wow, man, life is awesome and you could get out of it. But you can't get out of it if you don't want to get out of it, if you want to just sit there, you know? Some things that work, if you look online, I looked online, but seriously, breathing a certain way, exercising, not thinking about it, thinking positive, and just kind of doing productive shit can, can help you get out of it. So there you go. That's the positive message from the Verzi Effect to you. Um, and I hope that helps in some way because you're not alone. So many people think you're, you're fucking alone and you're not. Everybody's got their shit. The funniest thing is every, do this next time. And it's really funny. Every time you see somebody smiling at a big party or gathering, just know they're fucked up too. You could go to a gathering, 200, 250, 300 people, you know, and just know that everybody gets in their car and thinks about the bad shit that they got going on too. And they think about, and life is fucking hard. And they have issues and health issues and they have relationship issues and financially, all this shit. So just know that. And it'll, I'm not saying, you know, <laughs> I'm not saying, you know, get happiness from other people's pain. But uh, you know what I mean. So um, anyway, let's, I wanted to just talk about that. Let's do unacceptables. Uh, and then I'll do my unacceptable, then I'll get to your guys' unacceptable. My unacceptable is hilarious because it's real. I've never seen anything like this before, ever. I kind of got scared for the person that was involved, but then I just realized that, I just realized that, you know, they were okay, thank God. But here is the, uh, my unacceptable, and then I'll get to yours. You guys have a little more this time. So, um, you know, I'll get to that. My unacceptable is I'm at a light with my kids. Uh, I picked up my son from camp, my daughter from daycare, and we're at a light. We're going to get something to eat, and there's a car, SUV in front of me. I want to say it was like a Jeep something, you know, and uh, the light is green, and they're just sitting there, and they're not doing anything. They're just sitting there, but no hazards come on. They're just sitting there doing absolutely nothing. So I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll go around them. Like, what's going on? And like, right as I was about to honk or get mad, it was just this, it was just this chick, kind of heavy, head back, just straight sleeping. <laughs> straight sleeping. And I'm going, what the fuck? You're at a light. There's traffic here. Like, this is the middle of the day, sunshine out, just laying there. So then as I'm like about to get pissed and say that's unacceptable, I'm going, oh my God, what if she's dead? Like, that's what I thought because she just was laying there with her head back, kind of mouth open. And you're like, oh, did she have a stroke? Like, did something happen? She's laying there. And <laughs> then finally, as I, like, drove past, I saw in my rearview mirror that she kind of came out of it and just started to drive. And I started laughing and I was like, well, that's my unacceptable for the week. Um, that's ridiculous. I mean, that is absolutely unacceptable to fall asleep at a red light to the point where when it's green, you're out cold. Like, I mean, I hope for her sake it's not a medical condition. But if you guys saw what I was talking about, I mean, she was out cold. Like, she looked like she was at a fraternity party for like two days and went on like a two-day bender and just out. And then all of a sudden came out of it. I didn't know if she was like the people that have that sleep disorder, like from Deuce Bigelow. <laughs> I didn't know what I was like. What the fuck is that? That is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Uh, so that's my unacceptable. You cannot fall asleep at the wheel at a red light in broad daylight in the middle of traffic. 
Uh, I don't. I think that's a self. That that explains itself. Unacceptable. I don't have to, you know, continue. So that is mine. Uh, and now I will get to your guys' unacceptables. Uh, okay. The first unacceptable here is from Sebastian. U-Haul Animals. Hey, Paul, I've been listening to your podcast for a, about a year, and this is my first time writing in. Well, thank you, Sebastian. Where you been? We've been waiting for you. I work at U-Haul and see some fairly disgusting shit regularly, but what happened to me last week was the worst. I had to go get a truck... Um, Get a truck someone left in a Walmart parking lot since May 14th. Wow. When I got back to my store, I opened up the back and the fucking smell almost knocked my ass back eight feet. The entire back was full of garbage and literal shit. Like it was actually dripping from the garbage bags. Oh my God. Uh, There were dead maggots along with live ones crawling around. I honestly thought somebody left a body in it. Apparently, this bitch rented the truck, finished moving her shit, used it as garbage disposal, and left it at a Walmart, at a Walmart thinking she wouldn't have to pay for it. Oh my God, that's fucking... Oh, this is a great one, by the way. Great first submission. So as usual, since I have the strongest stomach, I had to clean up... <laughs> this shit by myself. I had to start humming the Rocky theme and shadow boxing to get pumped up <laughs> to run in there and clean this crap up. Somebody should rent a U-Haul and lock her in the back. These fucking animals, Paul. Sorry for the length, but this made me so fucking angry. That's unacceptable. Great, great first submission for Sebastian, everybody. That's a great submission. Couldn't be more unacceptable. Absolutely disgusting. Dude, seeing maggots is top five grossest things ever, too. Uh, okay, here we go. Unacceptable. From Jack Murray. Dealmaker. All right, what's up, Jack? Jackie, you are the reason. You are the reason I drink Bloody Marys now. I did not drink a Bloody Mary until I was... 37 years old, and now I love them. Okay, Jack says, the guy at 24-hour fitness walking around barefoot, either he is trying to get athlete's foot or spreading athlete's foot around. It gets better. I'm listening to Joe Bartnick and Court McCown's podcast in sensitivity training with my headphones while on the elliptical, and I am staring at this guy with the look on his face that says, you filthy fucking animal. Barefoot guy makes eye contact with me right when Joe gives a perfectly timed, of course you're, st- uh, of course you st- <laughs> you starting laughing at the autistic kid, and I break out into laughter. Oh, so he said, of course you started laughing at the autistic kid right as you made eye contact with this guy, and I break out into laughter. The barefoot guy does not know what to think. He shakes his head and walks away. He has no idea my vicious look turned to crazed laughter because of what I am hearing on my headphones. So I started thinking to myself, who is most unacceptable? The barefoot guy in the gym, Court for laughing at an autistic kid, Joe for making a joke about laughing at an autistic kid, or me thinking a joke about laughing at an autistic kid is hilarious. I'm going to say 
That is the first time in TVE history that we don't have one or two or three or even four unacceptables, but we got five. We got five because the barefoot in the gym, it's unacceptable, not because he's barefoot, because it's gross. Like barefoot on a plane, okay, that's getting hacky now. We get it, okay? You know, people keep submitting barefoot stuff. That's like done. But you're talking about in a gym where other people who are working out and sweating. So the athlete's foot thing is a very, very, that's a smart thing to say. You're 100% right. That that comes into play there. Uh, all right. Uh, the laugh, Joe saying, <laughs> of course you're laughing at an autistic kid is, you know, ridiculously Joe Bartnick and funny, but you could say unacceptable. Uh, court making the joke or court uh, laughing at the joke. There. There's five there, so you got him. And you staring at the guy, it's all good. Thank you, Jack. Great submission. Great submission. Okay. Um, let's see here. Oh, boy. Here we go. Here we go, everybody. Kelly Meyer is back, okay, the contributor, the contributor who I might go to a football game with in October, I'm trying to make that happen, I also think Kelly's coming to New York to see a show, at Rockwell's, August 30th, everybody in Pelham, New York, come to it, small, amazing venue, in the back of a classic, legendary burger joint, it's actually probably one of the best places to watch a comic do a long set because I'll, I'll get into it after. But that's August 30th, and I think Kelly's coming to it. As a matter of fact, I know he is. So I wish there was music. We need to get music for when Kelly submits, you know? Maybe like the Star Wars Empire music or something. Uh, IBS Strikes Again by the Shakespeare of Shit himself. Here we go. Paul, recently my daughter performed in a musical with local um, youth theater group at our town's high school. My wife is on the parent committee, and because I have experience with audio and video equipment, I agreed to operate the audio console for the musical. At first I refused, but my wife quickly reminded me that she controls the blowjobs, so I folded like a cheap suit. <laughs> Jesus, that's a good woman. Uh, during act one of the final performance, my bowels started sending all the usual signals. The time had come. <laughs> oh, the wording, the wording. The time had come, okay, <laughs> to evacuate, <laughs> to evacuate breakfast. It starts with thread level orange and very shortly escalates to DEFCON 1 with an eminent, <laughs> eminent danger of biological warfare. I was <laughs> shifting in my seat and sweating bullets uncontrollably uh, by the time Act 1 ended. <laughs> Usually, our headset communication system, I told my wife and crew I had to take care of some business. I'm sorry, using our headset communication system, I told my wife and the crew I had to take care of some business. And then I sprinted to the bathroom. I made it in time, fumbled a bit with my belt, but got seated just before the shit show started. <laughs> I'm a God-fearing man. Whenever <laughs> my digestive system is engaged in a race against time, I'm praying to the Lord 
Oh, this is so great because I got something after this. I'm praying to the Lord uh, that he sees fit to let me make it to the toilet before disaster strikes. And on those occasions, when the Almighty looks favorably upon my sphincter, I praise him immediately and thoroughly. I vocalize my prayer with a lot of phrases like, Oh, thank Christ and thank you, God. Oh, that's so fucking good. Praise Jesus. <laughs> ah, the tears in the eyes. I finished up my business in the bathroom, feeling closer to God. <laughs> Gave it the standard three flushes and made my way back to the AV control room. The rest of the crew, which consisted of my wife and two high school boys who volunteered to help, all got suspiciously quiet when I returned to the room. They had definitely been laughing. I asked, what's up? <laughs> and they all just brushed away my question. Uh, at the start of Act 2, my wife called the technician cues over the comm. She said, go lightning 27, and one of the boys brought the lights up. After the lights were up, my wife could barely control her laughter as she's, as she mockingly said, Oh, thank God. That was so freaking good. Praise Jesus. <laughs> In the bathroom, I had pulled my headset off and hung it around my neck. I accidentally keyed open the microphone on the belt pack while fumbling with my pants and the crew heard the whole episode. <laughs> Oh, Kelly, you are a fucking national treasure. They gave me shit about it the rest of the performance, and one of the boys even scolded me for opening prayers in a public school. Oh, my God. I'm normally not too embarrassed by my <laughs> shit nanigans, but this one had me pretty red in the face. I'd seen shit like this happen in movies, never thought anything... Uh, like it would happen to me. Even so, I figured you and the TVE audience would get a kick out of it. Hashtag microphones don't belong in bathrooms. Hashtag unacceptable. Ladies and gentlemen, okay, I want to say this now. Kelly Meyer has probably submitted to the Versi Effect podcast, I would say now, I mean, maybe a dozen times. Maybe, look, this is episode 268. What would you say? Two, not two dozen times, but I would say a I would say, I mean, I'd have to look back, but out of 268, probably a dozen or more times, he has not disappointed once. I had tears in my eyes before the callback of the microphone being on for the crew. Before that, I'm laughing. And then he just pulls it off. This guy, Kelly, me and you should write a screenplay together. That's what we should do. We should write a movie about a guy with IBS and we call it Shit Show. Okay? We do GoFundMe. All right? This is brilliant. All you people, we're going to start a GoFundMe for a movie called Shit Show. And it's going to be loosely based on your life and the life of your friend who's a stand-up comedian. And we are going to fucking cast it with the funniest comedians and, and do it. What do you guys think? Is that a good idea? Should we fund? Should we go fund me shit show? I mean, the fucking stories are just unbelievable. Who cares if it's crude and people like give it bad reviews because it's a bunch of shitting and sweating and yelling and cursing. Who cares? It'd be fun for us. Absolutely phenomenal submission.
once again. God, he's like Mariano Rivera. It's just when he comes in the game, when he comes in the game, it's just guaranteed just shutting him down, getting the save. Getting the fucking save. Uh, here we go. This one's from Kurt. Unacceptable woman at a hardware at the hardware store. Hey, Paul, I was at the hardware store in line behind this woman who, uh, upon completing her purchase, left her empty cart in the checkout line. She walked around the cart to leave the store rather than push it literally 10 feet to where other carts were located. She was basically like, well... I'm done with this and had to push it slightly forward uh, to get up to the register. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, And the cashier said, really? But this dipshit was already on her way out the door. The cashier came out from behind the register to move the cart for her and was shaking her head the whole time. I should have brought more money to the hardware store to buy the materials for a do-it-myself cage to house this clueless animal. Unacceptable, Kurt. Absolutely. Absolutely. She walked around the cart uh, to leave it in the store rather than push it 10 feet out of people's way. Fucking stinks. Thank you for the submission, Kurt. Excellent. These You guys are fucking doing great ones. This is a great week right here. Uh, okay, here we go. This one is from, how are we doing on time? Let's see how we're doing on time here. All right, 40 minutes. Yeah, we should, we're right on schedule. Good. Uh, okay, from Russell. Acceptable, unacceptable, movie, recom- uh, movie recommendation and game recommendation. Hey, Verzi, hope all is going well. Today I have what I believe is an acceptable, unacceptable, and a couple of recommendations for things to check out. Okay, cool. My first, uh, first, my acceptable, unacceptable, Pokemon Go. Before that game released, I was cycling and walking for a combined 15 uh, uh, kilometers or 9 miles a week. Since that game released, I've averaged 50 or 30 miles a week over the past two weeks. And uh, and that's with my bike... Uh, breaking a week ago it is totally unacceptable that it took a game to get fat (laughs) fat ass out the apartment and moving but acceptable that i'm finally getting outside and getting exercise that i need i love it i love it and i agree if it took a game like that a fucking silly game to get you doing it good i've been uh locking plenty (laughs) i've been locking plenty of pokemon uh, in poke balls, so hopefully that counts as locking something up in a cage, and I can be <laughs> left free to catch them all. All right. Well, I like that. I like that. First recommendation: A while back, you asked for movies with a twist. I suggested a movie called uh, Predestination, which is, in my opinion, uh, which, in my opinion, is the marmite of movies. You either love it or you hate it. It was made in 2015, stars Ethan Hawke, best remembered as the dude that kind of, but not really, looks like Kevin Bacon. Oh, yeah, I know Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke was in uh, Training Day. Uh, and is a movie about an agent oh, that time travels to catch a criminal before he launches an attack to kill thousands of people. I was gripped from the very start and think you'll enjoy it. Awesome. 
Awesome. Uh, I wanted to know if that's on Netflix or not. Let me know where I could get that at. Unless it's in theaters. Oh no, you said it came out. Oh no, it came. You said it came out in in last year. All right, so I probably get that on Netflix, maybe or somewhere. All right. Last recommendation: While catching up on your podcast, I heard you talk about your trip to Disney, uh, and you laughing while thinking about that the princess get uh, up. That the princesses get up to behind the scenes. Wait, what? You laughing while thinking about what the princesses get up to. Oh, what they do behind the scenes. Gotcha. So my other recommendation is to play uh, a game called The Wolf Among Us. It's a five-part uh, episode uh, okay, made by Telltale uh, who are known for making accessible interactive TV show like games. It's available on pretty much every platform from PC to Android. So you can even play next time you have a flight somewhere. You play as a detective, as Detective Bigby, a.k.a. the Big Bad Wolf in a detective thriller. Uh, it's a world where characters and creatures from myth, lore, and legend are real and live... Okay, I see. An enclave called uh, Fable Town, situated in 1986 Manhattan. I know it sounds goofy and ridiculous, but so does three midgets and a magic man walking to a mountain to melt a ring, and yet Lord of the Rings was absolutely fantastic. I've been gaming for 15 years, and this game is and this game absolutely blew me away, and without a doubt, in my top three gaming experiences. Hope to have time to watch, and I uh, hope you have time to watch and play both recommendations, and look forward to hearing your opinion on them. Sorry for the length; it's been a while since I wrote in last. No worries. Uh, I'll do my best to keep them short from now on, Russell. No worries. Um, thank you so much. I will check that out. That Ethan Hawke movie. And, um, yeah, that sounds good. The game, I mean, I got an Android now, so maybe I could play that game, but that's all I need to do is start fucking chasing creatures around and shit. And, uh, all right, I'll check that out. Thank you so much. And, yeah, as far as the Pokemon Go, I got friends that do it. Fuck it. I mean, just don't fall into a lake. All right, let's see here. This one is from... Uh, Sashin I'm going to get this right Sashin uh, Salabi Got it right Mon Monterey Bay Aquarium Unacceptable from Sashin Verzi you gangster ass Motherfucker by the way the name is Pronounced Shaheen <laughs> Salabi Alright gosh I'm I'm a dick telling you how to pronounce my name. No, you're not. I would have fucked it up. Uh, to the acceptable, I'm writing in at the moment from the uh, Monterey Bay Aquarium. And just a minute ago, uh, this 6'5 jacked African-American fellow was in the exhibit where you can touch the small fish and whatnot. When he went to touch the fish, he didn't expect the fish to <laughs> latch onto his finger and he screamed, uh, man, get this fu <laughs> fucker is on my finger. That's hilarious. In the exact tone you think. He was in a super funny mood 
with his kid around, so it was all good, but it's still the funniest thing ever, mainly how the broads looked at him. On a serious note, if you ever have the chance, you should bring your kids uh, to the West Coast and visit the aquarium. It's really cool and has uh, sweet exhibits. It's the aquarium. Oh, that's it's the aquarium that's in Finding Dory, too. I took my six-year-old cousin, uh, I'm only 18, uh, to first see Finding Dory earlier today and then took her to the aquarium. Uh, she has the kid. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, what the fuck? This... Uh, she had the kid, uh, what the fuck, this is amazing face. Of course she did. Uh, she's so gassed out, we had to take a break uh, so she can refuel on some orange juice. Acceptable, nice, yes. Monterey Bay Aquarium. Uh, my unacceptable, Verzi thinking the squid in Finding Dory <laughs> did too much. Lock you in a fucking cargo bus with a squid driving the car on a freeway and landing into the ocean. Love you, Verzi. Go fuck yourself. I love it. That's a great one. Yeah, and I was wondering, like, and does Sigourney Weaver's voice pop up on that one, too? Uh, here we go. Solid Unacceptable from Jason Brown. Hey, Paul, among the list of unacceptables, I find the acceptable to be just as relevant. Yes, and that's why we do them more. It's those who thank and acknowledge others on Facebook for not posting their political views on Facebook. People feel the need to speak their mind, which is great. Okay? The overkill amount of opinions uh, the news feed has is making talk cheaper than ever. And that's what has become, uh, this is small font here, become of our First Amendment right. Social networking has become such a cesspool that people are no longer able to distinguish the online worlds to the real world. What doesn't get acknowledged are those that aren't a part of it. That it's uh, that itself deserves much acknowledgement. Yes, I'm referring to the post you made. No one I've seen or know has posted anything similar. I was about to comment on uh, the fact that the smarter people are the ones who post nothing or don't respond. Halfway uh, height making this comment, I realized that by saying that, I would have contradicted myself to the point as a smart fan <laughs> by making that reply. So instead, I just read everything and hoping more people would have merely fucked with me, f fucked with you. Uh, you've made some very strong points in your last uh, few episodes. I thought this... Uh, is what people need to hear. Keep up the good work, bro, Jason B. Well, thank you. Thank you. And again, you know, a lot of people got upset with me and fucked with me about that. You know, a lot of people. You know, I got messages from family members. People got upset with me, which is ridiculous. Um, but, you know, and I'm not saying, and again, just real quick about that. Like, I'm not saying, like, if you have a point, but just if it's a fact, that's fine. If you post something up like, Donald Trump just lied three times in that speech, and he really did. That's fine, I, I'm, as far as my I mean, people and, and you can tell me to go fuck myself. But what I'm saying is, when you just start putting your opinion on political stuff and what you think policy should be, and that all the other people that disagree with you are wrong and crazy and fucked up, that's when I just get. That's when I got annoyed. So, but thank you. A few more here. Uh, terrible parenting. This is from Kevin Stokes. 
Hey, Paul, love the podcast and can't wait to make it out to see you live. Sorry if the font is rough. I'm using my phone. No worries. My eyes adjust. But some, you know what it is? Some of you guys do the bigger font, which is easier to read, and then it goes to the small font. And I actually just went for an eye exam yesterday, and they were like putting drops in my eyes and checking all kinds of shit with my eyes. So I'm just like, when it adjusts, I'm just like, oh shit, I feel like I'm back in the exam room. But no worries. My unacceptable is another example of terrible, uh, terrible parenting, much like the Uber incident. I was at Dollywood, a theme park in Tennessee, waiting in line to ride one of the roller coasters. Like most roller coasters, this one had a height requirement, and I noticed a couple with their child, a couple people uh, in front of me. Noticed a couple with their child, a couple people in front of me. Gotcha. When the guy working the ride told them the child was too short to ride, they argued with him, insisting the kid was tall enough. The guy grabs the measuring stick and shows the kid was rough, uh, roughly a whole foot short. Wow. A whole foot too short. He proceeds to explain to the parents that they could split up and ride it individually while the other watches the kid, or they could take him to the kid's section and come back. This is when they do something shocking. The mom reaches into her backpack and hands the kid a Game Boy and points... <laughs> points the kid to a corner to sit by himself and wait. He protested and the parents snap their fingers and sternly tell the kid to sit and be quiet. This kid is no older than eight or nine years old, way too young to be left alone with a bunch of strangers and heavy machinery. Oh my God. I couldn't believe what I was witnessing as they continued into the ride to enjoy it for themselves as they leave their young child to fend for himself in a sea of strangers. Incredibly unacceptable. Absolutely, Kevin. Absolutely. You know what's funny? People are talking to me more and more about this Uber driver. Um, unacceptable. An incident that happened. And people are like, yeah. I remember I told my wife and my wife's jaw dropped and she's like, that kid is fucked. And, and I'm thinking, yeah, he is. He is fucked. It's not, uh, it's not good. Uh, here we go. Wow, you guys are coming with the unacceptable, acceptable, and I have some too. Like I, I've been doing that too. It's weird. It's a trend going on. Uh, here we go. Here we go. This is from uh, Derek Morin. It says, 268, unacceptable and acceptable. Well, here you are, buddy. And we all, let's see how we're doing on time. we got a couple more. This is going nice and smooth. 54 minutes. I didn't see a movie, so we'll get into a little bit of sports and some plugs. We're doing good, everybody. We're doing good. Let me take a little sip here. Hope everybody is enjoying, sitting back and enjoying TVE 268. I feel like it's a good one. Talked about a little serious shit with the anxiety and depression. Talked about not drinking certain things so you don't get fat. Now we're doing some unacceptables, some good ones. Even got Kelly Meyer to throw in a jam on this one. I mean, this is a classic TVE, everybody. This is a classic. Here we go. Paula Big Time, good luck with that VO. Well, thank you so much, and I'll tell you guys something else. If you guys want to know about the voiceover thing that I did, um, I got a call back today. So I am going down to New York City and getting back in the sound booth, and I'm going one more time, and if I get it, I get it. So we'll see, but thank you. Uh, I'm going back today. Uh, hopefully reading all these small font unacceptables will, will help me with the read. Uh, so the other day, I'm sitting in my car at a gas station in downtown 
Manchester, New Hampshire. A guy in his early 20s comes up to my car with his mom, gave me some five-minute sob story about fuck all and asked for some change to get a coffee. The kid was wearing a nasty shirt, basketball shorts, and two different colored socks. His mouth looked like he had just ate a handful of rusty nails and bolts. His mother was scratching her upper forehead but didn't say a word. I gave them... Oh, my God. His his fucking mother was there? Is that right? His mother was scratching her upper... Jesus. I gave them the change in my cup holder just to get them away. Suddenly, they didn't want a coffee uh, at the Dunkin's inside the gas station because... Uh, Cumberland Farms was cheaper, right? I gave them maybe a couple dollars worth of coins, and now they had enough for their fix. So I go back to answering emails on my phone when over the next five minutes, two more junkies come up asking for money. I can't even sit in my car and do my job without people with no job coming up uh, to me begging for my hard-earned money. The gas station had a help-wanted sign on the door. This heroin shit is out of control here in New Hampshire. Unacceptable. Yeah, man. Sad, too. Now for the acceptable. So to stay with the theme of home improvement projects, I bought a house uh, built in 1850. Big mistake. The previous owners half-assed fixed everything, so I worked on my uh, steam boiler at the beginning of the winter last year fixing some half-assed repair when I put a little too much torque on the fitting I was uh, attaching uh, to fix a leaky valve. It ended up snapping off a different fitting. Uh, it ended up snapping off a different fitting off at the uh, threads on portion attached to what I was fixing. I go into uh, a Tourette's like <laughs> fit swearing and such. My wife opens the door to the basement thinking I just hurt myself and asks if I was okay. I respond with, yeah, I just broke this piece of shit even more. <laughs> About five minutes later, she comes downstairs with very strong mixed Jameson and ginger ale. I ended up crack oh, cracking the cast iron using an easy out to remove the threading portion that broke off. Now I have to replace the whole unit. That drink saved me from punching the side of the unit and breaking my hand or something. I've got a great wife. Acceptable. Absolutely. Absolutely. Saw that you were, you know, saw that you were in some turmoil there and comes down with a Jamie and Ginger. Can't beat that. All right, everybody. Last one here. Last one of the week, and it's not a long one. Jeremy D. Rivard. Hey, Paul, I'm a college student who delivers pizza at a very small pizza joint during the summer and part-time during the school year. I just started working at this place, and the owner seemed like a nice guy. Wrong. The guy is the cheapest motherfucker I ever met. Long story short, we only make uh, $4.50 an hour plus tips, which isn't much after the cost of gas. The owner doesn't give his employees free food, even pizza. He makes all the employees, including those who've been there five plus years, pay 50 cents for a slice of pizza and charges them two for a tiny ass bottle of water. What? Mind you, it's a summer in New Hampshire, so the shop is like 300 degrees. Really? Can't even give us water? I'm getting sick uh, of my pit... uh, 
piss being brown by the time I get home. What a dickhead. Unacceptable. Dude, fuck that guy. Let me tell you something, Jeremy, and I mean this. I worked at pizzerias. It's a great job when you have a good boss and people are good to you. When you work at a pizzeria, you should get a slice of pizza any fucking time you want, all right? And drinks should be, you know, not $2, all right? If he wants to charge you, listen, bottles of water, if he wants to charge you 50 cents for a big bottle of water or a decent-sized bottle of water, that's one thing. The fact that he's charging you $2 every time you want to drink water in the fucking summer and he's not giving you free pizza or food, fuck that guy. If I was you, I'd go to another pizza joint and just tell him what's going on. Be like, look, you know, I'm a loyal guy, but what's going on over there is not right, and I'm a student. I'm trying to make some money. I need to do something different. This is bullshit. <clears throat> Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, you know, thank you guys. That was an amazing, unacceptable segment. Really was, I think, tops in a long time, and I really appreciate it. So I hope, uh, I hope everybody enjoyed it. Thank you so much. If you want to send your uh, unacceptables to the show, Please submit to unacceptables for TVE at gmail.com. That is for spelled out F O R unacceptables for TVE at gmail.com. I will read them out. Thank you guys so much for that. That was awesome. Uh, let's see if we have any on Twitter. We do. Gary Barton at G Barton 1000. My girlfriend bought me socks with grip on the bottom. Hashtag unacceptable. <laughs> Ah, uh, I kind of like it though. She's a show. She cares. Uh, Jessica free tag. I hope I got that right. Jessica at Jessica F R E I T A G one. Uh, met you briefly at the fight fundraiser at Kowloon. Forgot to ask about the secret burger recipe. Yes. And Cameron, I got you. I talked to my wife about that. I am going to send a picture or something of the recipe. I did not forget you, buddy. Okay, it's just been kind of crazy and it's been hectic, but I definitely will get that to you. Um, there we go. So uh, I think that that is it. Let's see. Let's see. I'm going through it. I'm going through it. Uh. Um. Okay, here we go. Ian called me out. Ian at Ian Gallagher 4. Paul Verzi applauding himself for calling out other people's narcissism. I got to be honest with you. I got to be honest with you here, okay? And I appreciate it. And, you know, I know you're laughing and fucking around because I saw the emojis you put on there. And I appreciate you. I appreciate you listening. Listen, I think everybody's narcissistic to a point, but I think I'd be really narcissistic if I was trying to make money off a free podcast. You know, I'm going to do extra podcasts that are going to be like $1.99, I think. I'm going to do two. I think the, the plan is, just so you guys know, and I'll get back to this in a second. The plan is to do two interviews extra a week, an hour each with two different comedians, okay? And that is only going to be $1.99, okay? So if you want the other two, you're basically paying $2 to hear three hours of our shit. Um, so if I was really narcissistic, I would be trying to make money off of this one. But listen, I'm a comedian, so I'm probably, yeah, I'm probably narcissistic a little bit, you know? need attention, I'm fucking, you know, I had a fucking rough childhood, so maybe that's where it's coming from, but Jesus, you guys don't fucking hold back, um, this one is from Josh, did I do this one, oh yeah, uh, Josh, 
uh, Wazoni at Josh W A Z O N I E. Cannot wait till you play Tempe Arizona. Good, good. Hope to meet you. Grab a drink, a stick. Uh, you're like me with a better career. Well, no, no, no. First of all, I'm sure you have a good career, and uh, I appreciate you guys coming out to um, to Arizona if you do. And that brings me to basically sports and then plugs. Thank you guys. Those are all the unacceptables for the week. So we're done with that. We are an hour and three minutes in. How the hell is everybody? I hope everybody's doing good. I got to grab something to eat after this and then go to this audition and not fuck it up. All right. Then I got a show later at Paisano's in Rutherford, New Jersey. Oh. All right. Here we go, everybody. Sports. What can I say? The Yankees are playing well. I did catch like a couple of innings. They're playing well since the All-Star break, I guess. I know that they just traded Chapman, who threw 105 miles an hour. Out of the top 20 fastest pitches in the history of Major League Baseball, the Yankees had Chapman, who they got rid of. He had 18 of them. He's going to the Cubs. Cubs, I guess, are going for it this year. Um, But I'm getting ready to start talking some football soon, everybody. Football's coming. Football is coming, and I might have a very big announcement about my uh, my part in this football season coming up, which might might be something you guys will see. So I can't really talk about it, you know, but there's a little hint that you guys might be seeing a lot of me uh, somewhere this football season. We shall see. We shall see. Um, that is another thing that is up in the air, but we shall see, everybody. Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, what else is going on? Nothing. No basketball, no hockey, not really into baseball. Um, no football until shit, September, you know, UFC's coming up. I'm waiting for that, but there's really nothing to talk about with sports movies. I talked about all the movies last time. Um, so let's go to plugs. Let's go to plugs. This has been episode two six eight of the Verzi Effect podcast. And I would be damned if I'm not gonna say it's a good one. Uh guys, check me out August thirteenth. August thirteenth at Rockwell's in Pelham. Amazing restaurant that has been there forever. Legendary burger joint. And in the back they have an amazing little uh performance room great for comedy, perfect for a comedy club. They've been doing shows there a long time. I did it recently. I had an absolute blast. Um, it's just a great venue to see great comedy in a small, intimate setting. Um, awesome. And Kelly Meyer will be out there. Kelly Meyer, the first time I'm going to meet him, how cool is that, is at the show at Rockwell's. So definitely check that out for sure. Um, and I, yeah, I think you guys are going to definitely love it. Um, you know, shout out to Mark Robbins and his family who run the place. They do a great job. They still owe me and my family a burger dinner and I didn't even take them up on it. You want to know why? That's the kind of guy I am. All right. They were like, yeah, bring your family. We'll take you. I'm like, no, no, just thanks for having me. Okay. That's the kind of guy, but I'm narcissistic. Fuck you guys. (laughs) No, come out there. Uh, it's a great, it's a great venue. August 13th. I will be at Rockwell's in Pelham. Go there, get an insane fucking burger and watch comedy in the back room in the summer. It's amazing. It's going to be awesome. 
So uh, I'll have my CDs out there, maybe some posters. You know some's coming to uh, Kelly Meyer because uh, of the contribution to the show. The Shakespeare of shit himself will be in the building. So come out there to a great, great, like this is what comedy should be. Like sometimes, like when you hear about, you know, like when I did venues at like the Montreal Comedy Festival or when I was at Just for Laughs in Toronto, you do these venues when you're working on your new hour and it's just great comedy crowds in an intimate setting. Just intimate and, and, and they're, they're into it. And that is exactly what Rockwell's is. So August 13th, man, you will have a great time. Please come out uh, and support the show, support the room because it is awesome. Also, September 9th and 10th, me and Joe Bartnick will be co-headlining Mohegan Sun Comics at Mohegan Sun Friday and Saturday. That's September 9th and 10th. Great new room, way better than the comics that was at Foxwoods. This comic says at Mohegan Sun, I heard it's a way better room. Me and Joe Bartnick looking forward to going back there. That is the 9th and 10th of September. Uh, And guys, if you are in Arizona, September 21st, I will be headlining the Tempe, Arizona Improv. Um, One night, excuse me, Wednesday, hump day. So I know it might be tough to get out there, but um, I'm excited about it because I'm working on my new hour. This is some of the best stuff I've ever, I think this is the best stuff I've ever done. And um, it should be a great show. I will also then the next day be at the Big Pine Comedy Festival uh, in Flagstaff, Arizona from September 22nd to September 24th. So that weekend. So I will be in the Arizona area from the 21st to the 24th. But the 21st is at the Tempe Improv on uh, on Wednesday night, September 21st. Please come out there. It should be awesome. And I'll uh, have some uh, albums with me. And it should be a great time. So that's pretty much uh, it for plugs. If there's any other shows you want to see that I might have locally, please check out my website, paulverzi.com. That's V-I-R-Z-I. You can uh, check out me uh, check me out on Twitter or follow me on Twitter at Paul Verzi. That's V-I-R-Z-I. And, uh, and there you have it, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Thank everybody uh, for your unacceptables. Okay, don't sleep at a traffic light, and uh, don't drink beer all the time, okay? Especially in this 90-degree weather, you absolute fucking animals. Uh, thank you, guys. Again, check out the Twitter and the pod, uh, and the uh, website and all that, and thank you for listening to my podcast. I appreciate it. Until 269, I am out of here. Take care.